Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. everyone and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Dr. Tiffany Watkins, and I am so glad to have you listening in and tuning in for wherever you are tuning in today. I'm excited about my guest uh, that I have on the show today because I know it will help a lot of you guys and get she will give you a whole lot of good information uh, on her personal journey to health and wellness. And so I'm just excited to hear um, what she has to say on today. So welcome, Stephanie. This is Stephanie Luares, and she is a part of our podcast. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here today and chat away. Yes, yes. I am so excited. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to the audience your bio a little bit about you, and then I'll let you say a little bit more about yourself. Sounds like a plan. All right. So Stephanie, after coming uh, to a point in her life where uh, she was sick and tired of being sick and tired and she needed some changes, you know, through small actions and goal settings, Stephanie has lost over 200 pounds through a balanced nutrition and movement and also without using any restrictive diets. And of course, we know that diets here, diets there, they're very restrictive. So I'm very interested in about this, of far as the restrictive dieting without having to do that. And she's also without the commercial weight loss plans or any supplements. And she has gained a love of endurance sports, running marathons, and is currently training for the Ironman distant races. And she uses this same holistic goal setting model in working with clients and groups and individually to empower people to break down the everyday barriers that exist so they can achieve what they are working towards for their best wellness. So Stephanie is really the founder of the Heart and Soul fitness and wellness. So welcome again, Stephanie, and we're glad to have you. So just tell us a little bit more about yourself and what brought you into this field. All right. Well, I came, I came into this space through my own personal journey of losing over 200 pounds without dieting, finding my love of movement. Wow. And in the process, having people tell me you need to show me what you're doing because it's not working, whatever I'm doing. And <laughs> this was the story of my life. I was the kid who was put on my first diet at five years old. <laughs> so I've been overweight my whole life. I wow. have tried any diet under the sun. I have gained and lost hundreds and hundreds of pounds I can tell you the studies are true. Diets do not work, but therein, there is a lot of ways to change how we feel, to change our health outcomes, to feel great in the body we have. And 
it just took me a few decades to figure that out. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for me, I, I'm a former pastor and (laughs) in, in that role, I, I was sitting there one day and all of a sudden, you know, I'm like this, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, you know, everything looks great on the outside. Life is wonderful, but I was miserable. Right. Not only physically, mm-hmm. but emotionally and spiritually. I just felt very stuck in yeah. life. And I'm like, so I just kind of cried out. I'm like, something's got to change. I don't know what it is, but something will change. And I'm that goal-oriented person. I'm very driven to like figure things out. So I'm like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing or where I'm going, but let's look at some habits in life. Mm-hmm. Very first thing I looked at was my hydration. I was, I simply wasn't drinking water. Right, right. Instead of like going out and getting that giant gallon container and the crazy water challenges and all of that (laughs) that we see, I started with a little six ounce cup of water and a kitchen timer. Every time the timer went off, I had to walk to the other end of the office where the water cooler was, fill it up and repeat. Just starting that habit of hydrating myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then building from there, it was instead of going through the drive-thru twice a day to feed myself and my husband, it's let's cook at home. Didn't matter what I was cooking, mm-hmm. but I was going to cook at home. Then that habit became, well, let's start to look at some of the foods that we're eating. What makes us feel good and started to change the way I was cooking. Then from there, I had just from hydrating myself nourishing myself in a different way I started to feel better had lost a little bit of weight and I'm like all right maybe the maybe it's time to start this exercise thing now 200 pounds heavier than I am I was very close to losing my mobility and so the only exercise in my mind that was possible was walking so that very first small step was I'm going to walk to the end of the street and back. And in that, I wanted to die, but kept going. End of the street, around the block, around the neighborhood, building up that endurance and stamina. Get the idea one day that, oh, I wonder if I can run. Now, this is a foreign concept because I'm the girl that takes <laughs> it in gym class. So running is not on my radar. But again, it was, let's go this short distance. It was like half a football field to the stop sign. I'm like, I'm going to run, get there. And again, it's that I want to die. But something in that moment, like clicked in my mind. And I'm like, ooh, I kind of like this. So being that person that's going to figure it all out I go home and I'm like I'm figuring out this fat girl running thing because there's something to it and I want to know more so it was building up again that endurance and stamina and then starting to get into 5k's 10k's half marathons marathons wow Stephanie how long did that take for you to get into that so (laughs) the, the biggest amount of change took place over about a two and a half year period. I'm now in the eighth year of, 
you know, of maintaining this journey of doing the things that serve my body best. And it's really just this place of breaking down the small things. But mm-hmm. in the process of training for all these crazy events and things, working with my own coach and sports dietitian, that's how I became a personal trainer because I wanted to understand more about what these people were teaching me about my body. I wanted to have that very clear understanding. So I got my personal training certification. I went for those nutrition certifications to really bolster my own knowledge. And Mm -hmm. then I came to a point with my husband and I, where it was time for a change in life. We stepped out of the ministry. My husband has entered into the workforce, into a job that he loves. And this was the time for me to look at how to serve people Mm -hmm. in that very specific way. Instead of I'm serving everybody, it's, this is the area that I want to walk alongside people to help them be successful because I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And you know, that's an amazing story. Um, and just thinking about what you had to do and, and you said you started with little steps. And I think that's important for the listeners to understand is that, you know, you don't have to make this big change all of a sudden. It starts with the little steps first, my sister and, you know, I'm trying, you know, God had told me, you know, you got to start taking care of your body. You have to start being healthy. If you want to live longer, you have to take that responsibility for your body. And so I, you know, I said, okay, God, I'm going to make a decision to um, become more healthy. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, you know, what I could do at first, which was, I said, okay, I'll go to the gym, you know, I'll sign up for the gym and I'll go twice a week. So for this period of time, I've been going to the gym twice a week through a class where I have support, you know, and people are helping me. And so my sister had asked me, you know, and I've been, you know, on this thing of watching eating and, you know, but doing, still working out, enjoying what I eat. And I know you're going to talk about that, yes. but I, my sister was like, um, you know, do you have to do this the rest of your life? And I said, yes, this is a lifestyle change for me, you know, and I have to embrace it, but it takes time to get there um, for each individual, but you have to be determined and know your why or why you're doing this. And so, you know, if, you know, if someone is struggling in their health and wellness journey, what um, do you recommend for them? The number one thing really is those small changes. And it, it's not sexy. It's not that magic wand and that, and that, you know, that quick fix bullet that we're looking for, mm-hmm. but the small changes over time is what fits our lifestyle becomes sustainable. And ultimately is that long-term change that just becomes part of life. Mm-hmm. We get rid of this idea of the new year's resolutions, or I'm going to start on Monday or that magical date on the calendar and really start to look at what is just the one thing that I can do right now to move me just that little bit forward to feeling better. That's amazing. And, you know, I was thinking about that too, when you were saying that I had to decide, okay, what do I know that I can do that's doable right now and take that first step? Mm-hmm. 
And so listeners, that's what Stephanie is saying. You know, what can you do, even if it's a glass of water, like she said, she took a little glass of water and she started doing that every day. So whatever it is in that part, make a decision within yourself that you're going to go on that place in your journey and to take better health. It could be that you, you get rid of sodas once a week, you know, whatever it is that that'll get you in the mood to be able to say, I'm on my wellness journey to get to that place because it didn't happen overnight for Stephanie. Um, but she kept at it and she kept being consistent. And that is a big key. And you talk about, uh, Stephanie, a lot accountability. So, you know, why is accountability important? Well, accountability keeps us on track. And it's one of those words that a lot of us get a little cringy at. It's a dirty word. Nobody <laughs> likes to be held accountable because in our mind, we have that idea of you know, somebody's behind us with the whip, making sure that we're staying on the straight and narrow. But that is so far from what accountability truly is. Accountability is simply the people and the resources and the structures that are there to support our success. Mm -hmm. And so it, it might be people or a group, like you said, I, I went to a group fitness class because that's where I found the encouragement to keep coming back. Mm -hmm. It's we find the different things that are going to encourage us, are going to really spur us to keep coming back. But accountability is also that part of, I don't have the resources or the wherewithal in myself. So I need that insert whatever here to keep me going when mm -hmm. Because not every day is sunshine and roses. Right, if, right. If it was, we'd have no problem reaching whatever goal it is. <laughs> yes. But those, those people, resources, and structures, we get to choose what they are and how they are supportive for us. That's that's true. And that, you know, Stephanie, that would be uh, different from each person, right? for each individual person, because only you know, uh, listeners, what would work best for you. And it's, it's, it's good to find that support system uh, that would work best for you in order for you to reach your goals. Because what may work for Stephanie may not work for me, um, but we have to find whatever it is that's going to motivate us in order to reach our goal or reach our, I should say our life focus, because it's not just the goal. This is something we wanted to uh, keep and make a lifetime habit. Do you agree with that, Stephanie? 100%. <laughs> yes. So you have to find that listeners and don't give yourself an excuse um, because excuses will excuse you all the, out of the way of where you're desiring to go. You just have to just jump in there um, at small steps if you need mm -hmm. be. Uh, if you want to do major steps, but if but even in jumping in, like Stephanie said, in small steps, that would get you um, on the road to the health transformation uh, that you desire. And so, Stephanie, you work from a weight neutral stance. Now, what does that mean for your clients and how do you work with them? You know, the one thing that I ask people to do is put the scale away. Yay. There, <laughs> other than a number, the measure of our gravitational pull, 
that number gives us very little information. There, and so if we can start disconnecting from that daily weighing, that weekly weighing, and get away from those really numbers-focused goals and look at my favorite question of how do you want to feel, we start to really get to a place where people are more open with themselves, they're honest, and they're engaging in activities that support them better. And the best example is, you know, when we start to really introduce this idea of weight neutrality and not focusing on the scale, someone might come in my office and say, hey, I wanna lose X number of pounds. That's awesome, and I'm not gonna discount that, but I wanna know why you mm -hmm. feel like you need to lose weight. Because we have a lot of whys, but sometimes it's not top of mind. So it could be, I wanna feel better. I want my clothes to look better. We keep asking why over and over again, because then we start getting even further of, I don't want my joints to ache. I want to keep up with my kids and grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go up the stairs without huffing and puffing. I want to get up off the floor if I fall down without help. And we start to get these really vulnerable answers because we don't like to think about that. We think if we just lose the weight, our problems are going to be solved. But when we start to look at those really vulnerable whys, that shows us the building blocks to those small action steps you're gonna take. We then see, okay, we're gonna look at your nutrition. We're gonna look at your balance, stability, endurance, stamina, and start to break that down and build it up. Ultimately, you're gonna get to that place where you feel how you wanna feel, where those goals are met. The scale might move, it might not move, but a lot of times that becomes inconsequential. If we're feeling good, if we've reached whatever that point is or are moving in that direction and see those results, we tend to really let go of our grasp on that number. Yes, and you know, that is so, I'm glad you said that, Stephanie, because you know, when I first started working out, I would always look at the scale and I'll get so frustrated because it's like, I'm not losing, you know, like I desire to lose. I had changed my, the way I eat and I was going and working out and doing those different things. And I had heard someone say, well, you know, don't you, you discourage yourself. Don't look at the scale every day. And I've noticed it since I haven't been looking at the scale, I've lost you know, weight, I've been losing weight. And the only thing, the only reason I had to get on the scale, because I had a recent doctor's appointment. <laughs> and so I was like, and then I was dreading Stephanie going to get on the scale when I went to the doctor, because I didn't want to know how much I weighed. You know, I didn't want that discouragement to come. And so when I went, I had lost weight, but not seemingly what I should have lost but I to me I had to remember I have lost weight because my clothes are looser now so it has to be muscle weight and not just you know uh body fat you know what I'm right. saying and that that's the thing is we might not see 
the difference on the scale, but our body composition changes, how our clothes fit changes. You know, we get caught up on the arbitrary numbers of the scale or the BMI. Well, first of all, the BMI is just a bunch of baloney because it's <laughs> created for white men. So why are we as women using it in the first place? Yes. And so there, there's so much we have to look at. You know, yes, we know that there are things about our habits that impact our health outcomes. Mm-hmm. There, we, we are conscious as a society of things like blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes. We could name things all day. There are so many habits that can be adjusted, that can be worked on, that change those health outcomes that have zero to do with how much you weigh. Wow. Wow. And that is so good to know. And I know the listeners that are listening in are in being encouraged right now because, you know, um, we have to set ourselves free from just constantly looking at that scale. (laughs) It is a necessity. It is a necessity. And I know you mentioned that, you know, just start making the small changes first, but, you know, if there's someone at the very beginning of their wellness journey, what is another thing or the best advice you would give them? You know, just really one looking at what is the sustainable thing that I can do today. Mm-hmm. We, we even start with that idea of like you talked about, I'm going to the gym twice a week. Mm-hmm. Well, for some people that might even still be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to that mindset of, well, if I'm not working out for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, then it doesn't count somehow mm-hmm. that I haven't done anything for myself. We forget the cumulative effect of the things that we do. So if we are changing one meal or one snack a day, if we are moving five minutes, six days a week, well, Hey, that's 30 minutes. You have moved your body. Mm-hmm. And so we, we often forget there really is an impact for the little things because it's not just one little thing in isolation. It adds up. That is so key. Um, And I think that's what has helped me to be consistent because I don't force myself um, to continue to do something, um, but I do a little bit at a time. And so I appreciate you sharing that with the listeners because um, I'm, I want to build myself up to, you know, another day, another day, another day, but I don't want to feel forced about it. And I don't think, and, but I've seen results just by doing mm-hmm. it this way. And I think, um, your model and listeners, it will be, um, behoove you to really, um, after the show to go and listen to her. And she's going to give you her information to see how she lost the 200 pounds without having to do all of these major things, but just taking it, uh, day by day. And so she has experience with this. And so um, with her being able to experience that, then she can encourage you along the way. And but I thank you for saying that, Stephanie, because I think that's what, you know, got me to be consistent is just saying, okay, what little thing can I do today? And after that, you build. Mm -hmm. And you yes, you build because just like you said, 
I've seen results. I've seen transformation. So it keeps me in that place where, well, what's the next thing can I do? Mm-hmm, yeah. Where, where can I push it just a little bit forward? Right. Instead of I introduced this huge thing all at once. It's overwhelming. It doesn't fit my schedule. It doesn't fit my family. It might not even for the long term fit my finances. Right. But when it's okay, I started it two days a week. I, I feel different. I'm looking different. I want to see kind of what happens next. We're more open to that continual building process of, okay, well, what, what is next? Is there a third class I want to try and really keep that momentum going? That's, that's right. And that's the way I, that's the way I felt. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing so good. I think I can go up to that extra day, you know? And so it is, it's just being comfortable um, where you are. And once you see that transformation, it's a little bit, then you just push yourself a little bit more because I remember Stephanie, I was, you know, at one time had this coach, they had me eating salads every day. Well, I knew I was not for the rest of my life. I love to eat. So I am not going to eat a salad every day every day every day I had to eat a salad I had to eat nuts you know and then I had to eat eat like you know one meat you know meat and vegetables which I love that I can do that but just the idea of every day you know having to just do that every day it just it seems like it just trapped me and I hate to feel trapped and I think a lot of listeners listening you don't want to feel trapped because you're like you said earlier you'll feel miserable you know and you're not doing it it, you'll feel trapped and so you have to do um, like you said early like Stephanie said earlier doing things that support your journey and encouraging you to go further um, than where you are and so you've had some client success. So tell us about one of your client success and transformation. My favorite is I have a gal in one of my group fitness classes that I teach. And she's, shall we say, a little more seasoned in life. And <laughs> her goals are to really build her strength. She understands that as we age, that must the that muscle stability, that strength, it starts to break down. She wants to live a long and independent life. And she knew she wasn't in a place where she was supporting that goal. And so when she started with the classes she was taking, her one of the things was she had this piece of equipment in her living room that she could never lift when she was cleaning. So she'd always have to call her son from across town to come and move it. And so she could vacuum and do the things after a few months in starting to build up her movement, her balance, that stability and strength, she was vacuuming. And one day, all of a sudden picks it up, does her vacuuming with the other hand and stood there in this state of shock that, oh my goodness, all of these classes, all of this showing up in doing just a little bit more, going a little bit deeper, pushing myself a little bit further, I can now sustain things. I can move things around that I couldn't do. I am really holding firm to that independent lifestyle that I want to keep. 
That, yes, amazing. That is amazing. And that was, you know, it's interesting that you say that, Stephanie, because that was one that was one of my reasons for really just making my um, change is because I want to remain independent for as long as I can. You know, I'm very <laughs> independent, so I don't want to have to depend on anybody to do anything. And, you know, I'm, you know, if I can do it myself. And so um I want to be able to be there to the point of where I can sustain myself. And I think that's what a lot of listeners want. And that is such a huge concern of more women than you would imagine. Just that independence, being able to move their body without assistance, even, you know, in younger people, I hear the, I want to be able to get up off the floor mm-hmm. and it, you know, we, we look at sometimes, you know, what, what does that mean for me to, to really gain that independence, to maintain that independence and to have that freedom to not have to depend on someone else. Yes. And, 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 and the way we see a lot of people um, you, that we may come in contact with, that they have to have that assistance, it makes us question what we're doing with our own health lifestyles. And I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, and, and so it's just very important um, if that's something that we're reaching towards, that it can be done. And that's what Stephanie's saying. Wow, she's lost 200 pounds. So um, that's awesome because it says it can't be done. If, you know, you might say, well, Stephanie's lost 200 pounds, but that is not me. But she's, as she said earlier, she took small steps first. So you always have to take those small steps first and uh, even reaching out to her with her business model and things and how she does it, it would help you. So Stephanie, what makes your business model different from the other health professionals? It, what I do with my clients is completely individual. There is not a canned program. I am not handing you a diet plan and saying, this is how you eat. Because just as as many people as there are that roam this earth, there are that many different ways of achieving health and more. And so it's really sitting down, spending that time fostering a relationship understanding what it is you want to accomplish and how we're going to get there in also superimposing how does it fit life Mm -hmm. I don't expect that everybody's going to want to go out and run marathons like me that's not (laughs) realistic not everybody likes that kind of movement but there is some kind of movement for everyone And it's uncovering what it is that you enjoy. And if you're not at the point where that type of movement is something that's fully accessible, it's making modifications. It's making things accessible and adaptable so that you feel comfortable moving your body in the way that feels good. That's amazing. And like I said, um, we have to be willing and, and you're there, Stephanie, to be that support. And I think that's one of the biggest things that you need is that support. You have to have that support and that encouragement, that accountability uh, that you talked about, because all of those is what it takes. And, you know, 
I love that you said everybody is different, you know, so you cater to the individuality. And then while you were talking, I was thinking about when I first started um, the particular gym that I was going to, uh, they had, they assign you a, a, a personal training, a free personal training. Um, and so when you go through this personal training, this particular model, um, you had to stay under so many calories. Uh, you could only eat restrictive diets, you know, um, and it was very restrictive. And I was like, well, can I at least have one cheat day? And they was like, uh, no. And I was like, nope, I'm not paying my money to be miserable. And I told them, I said, I'm just not going to pay my money to be miserable, you know, because I have to have something that I don't feel like I'm restricted. So for you to say that you work individually with the person in order to make the changes necessary that will work for the individual, that's, I believe, the most uh, important thing um, that helps in your weight loss journey. You have to have that. Now, some people may be, you know, they have to have, you know, this, this, this restrictive, restrictive, but um, for most of the time and research has shown that if you're very restrictive like that, you're going to revert back, you know, most of the time. It is. And oftentimes when we look at the traditional diet model with some form of restriction, the results aren't good. But when we look at food in a much broader way, when we look at food as not only the fuel to make the systems of the body go, but it is traditions and culture and enjoyment and sometimes even how we cope with life. Mm -hmm. We have to look too at the relationship we have with food because so often it's not actually about the food itself. Our struggle is in how we use food. And that's where that individuality comes in because it would be a really privileged way to come at somebody and say, this is how you have to eat. Mm -hmm. They may not have those types of foods available in a close proximity to them. They may not have the financial means to go out and buy this or that or that specialized thing, and they may not even like it. We have to really take that restriction off the plate and look at what people are eating, how they're eating it, how they're using food, and then instead of that place of restriction, that place of almost subtraction, we look at addition in, okay, this is what you're eating. Where are some of the gaps? Are there particular nutrients you're missing? Is there a pattern to the way you're eating that maybe we can move some things around? You still get to eat all the things you love, but may maybe in a different way. The example mm -hmm. I always give is pasta. I can't eat pasta at night. It hurts my stomach. I wake up with a migraine. It is bad news all around. But if I eat pasta at lunch, I'm fine. It gives me energy for the day. I don't have that afternoon slump. So sometimes it's just really being that non-judgmental um, experimenter and seeing how does food affect me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That is that is awesome. I just love it, Stephanie. I mean, everything you're saying, I just love it because it just makes me feel free. And and mm -hmm. when you feel free, then you're more likely to do uh, what you desire to do because you feel like you're able to do it. And so right. your the way your model is is it makes you free to know that hey, you can do this without struggling. You know, to the end to where you just want to give up. And so, listeners, I encourage you today, and um, she's going to give her, her information. But I want to encourage you. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Don't uh, limit yourself. <laughs> you don't limit yourself. Don't say, I can't do this. I can't do that. Because it's all a mental uh, thought. It's all in your thoughts. It's all in your mind. And it's all in your head. And you have to determine and say, because of my why, whatever your why is, you're going to be determined to say that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm going to take one step a day, even if I just do one thing a week. I can do that. And then you can begin to see yourself uh, turn into a better person. But that's why we have Stephanie on today that if you need that extra push, um, she is more and willing to help. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for blessing us with your presence today on the podcast. Would you tell the listeners how they can contact you? Yes, I am on all of the social media networks in some iteration of heart and soul fitness and wellness and soul is spelled s-o-l-e but easiest way to find me is on my website heart and soul s-o-l-e fit.com all my goodies are there all my information is there my blog you can even click on the scheduler and set up some time with me and let's have a conversation about what wellness looks like for you. Because I realize I'm not the right fit for everybody, but I also have cultivated a huge referral network of people that I trust that I would feel very comfortable in saying, hey, this is what you're struggling with. Why don't you go talk to this person? Awesome. Awesome. So listeners, also in this episode, you will see the link where you can click on to her website and be able to get directly there um, so that you can get the resources that you need in order to better yourself. And so thank you again, Stephanie, for being on the show today. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. And listeners, I am so glad to have you again. Look forward to having you on our next episode. And until then, God bless. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.